Bakrin Babalala, and I welcome you to the first podcast of The Rouse. And um, I have two guests with me, and they'll be introducing themselves, two great gentlemen. So let's go with um, King Kemka. Can you please introduce yourself? Hello. My name is Blessed Kemka. Um, I go by King Kemka. Um, I am a... I'm a relationship coach. Um, I uh, am a male activist, uh, and I'm also a mental health specialist or an enthusiast. Yeah, I'll go by that. Okay. So, sorry. Um, when you say um, male activist, what do you mean by that, please? Okay. Um, this is there's a need to help men, okay. and that void is. That void is there, and I decided to fill that void. Um, you know, growing up, men are left to figure out life by them, by themselves, and on their own. Okay. Um, if you don't have a very strong father figure, you find out that most men just try to figure, and sometimes they figure these things out very late. And um, being a leader of a home, uh, you need you need as much knowledge and as much experience and expertise to be the perfect or close to being the ideal man. So much attention is not given to men and this is why I have come to view this position. Oh, okay. So in short, you're championing the cause of men? Yes, I am. All right. All right. So, um, Mr. Wally, can you please introduce yourself? My name is um, Wally Clement. I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm also a photographer. I... I'm somebody who's into knowledge, not just general knowledge, but I'm very thorough when it comes to knowledge. I like people to be in a position whereby they know the truth for the truth itself. You know, we're in an era whereby people just collect information, but they don't do their own research and everything. So I'm about the truth. Okay, so that means anything we're getting from you is the truth and absolutely nothing but the truth. As far as what I know, because one thing about truth is that it's as far as you know. Okay. So, all right. Thank you. So, from the introductions, you can see that we have um, very capable hands on this very podcast. And I didn't tell you, yeah, the book we'll be reviewing today, the first podcast, we're reviewing a book called The Courage to Be Disliked by two Japanese authors. So, forgive me if I mispronounce the names. I've done some like a thousand riazas, so I hope you come as well. And their names are Ichiro Kishimi and Fumitake Koga. Those are the authors of this book. And basically, the book um, shares ideas on how to unshackle past limiting beliefs, reset current expectations, and enjoy life to its fullest in this present moment. So that's what the book mainly is about. So I'll be asking my guests some questions as regards the book, and um, we'll go from there. So I'll be starting with you, um, King Kemka. So when you saw the title, you know, you introduced the book to me initially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so at the first time, when you saw the title, The Courage to Be Disliked, what came to your mind? What did you think about, what do you think the book was about? It was, it's, it looked interesting. Like, courage to be disliked. Do you want to be disliked? <laughs> so what, what, so it's, it, there are some titles that arouse your curiosity very much. And I was very curious to, 
you know it just aroused a huge curiosity to say and from the person who recommended the book to me say okay from this person and this is why the person recommended it i have to go check it out okay i think we're going to come back to why the person recommended the book to you so um wally hmm. when you saw the title then when i sent it to you <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you like curry to be disliked what was your first uh, impression about the book well first of all i'm somebody that reads books now, when, when you have been in the space for a while, when I first saw the title, The Courage to Be Disliked, you know, I had not seen the book yet, I just saw the title. Okay. And it sounded like, you know, all these New York Times bestseller, all these motivational books, mm-hmm. you know, The Courage to Be Disliked, blah, 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 all this kind of thing. That was the first impression. impression. Then when I received the book, and I saw the cover, and it had this Japanese inscription, I'm like, okay. Where is this coming from? So, after a a full observation because I was going into the book with an open mind and okay. everything like okay you know to Japanese quite to be like it will be more of an intellectual book that was what I got eventually but in, initially when I first heard the title I was like oh yeah it's another motivational book again <laughs> okay so basically that was all you, th- you thought about the book yeah okay alright so um I'm gonna ask you yeah going back to you Mr. Wally have you read any book from any of these authors before or have you heard about these authors no, before? no this is the first time i'm hearing of them I, I don't think i've read any book from a japanese author yet oh what about um how to is it um the kamikaze book is that japanese have you not read that no i've not read that okay what about you have you read any book about these authors before no no this is my first encounter with them Okay, and um, looking at the book that uh, you've read, I'm very sure you find them interesting. Are you going to look out for books up from these guys? Oh, sure. They have another book, Courage to be Happy. Yeah, I saw that and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the the book basically is about um, you being happy itself and living your best life now. So I'm like, okay, what would not be the courage to be happy? What's it going to be about? I'm very curious about that one. <laughs> I have not read it. I, I'm sure it's a I different dimension. I have not read it, but I'm really curious to see where that leads. Okay. No, Wahala. We'll go from there. So, um, one of the things that fascinated me about the book itself was um, the... The, the style of the writing because initially when you recommended the book to me and uh i was it was an audiobook i was listening to it so in my head i like okay they, they this is the introduction they will stop and go back to the normal way of this thing so after like yeah. one hour i went back again and checked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh they're still narrating they're still doing the drama and stuff so that's when i got that okay this is the style of the book yeah. so um king kemka what did you think about the the narration style of the did it help you in any way to assimilate the book more did it help you understand the book more or what what exactly did the narration style help you do i have given somebody this book to read and the person wasn't so sure they liked the narration but for me yeah it was it was different you know because normal book is like a, a monologue yes. one person just says their yeah. piece mm-hmm. and but sometimes when you are reading a book you would have questions to certain things in that book, okay, book yes. so but this dialogue presents sort of like a balance mm-hmm. so this thing you have said makes sense but yes. what of this 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 yeah and so in that dialogue the other person like that, that looks like the booze, you know, in Nigeria. When, yeah. when we talk about the protagonist and the antagonist, yeah. Oh, so, no, these are Nigerian English plays. The booze <laughs> and the actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the actor is saying something relevant, and the booze is challenging him. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So that's what that is. It's it it. This shows courage, okay. that you are you are sharing an idea, but you are willing to be challenged. 
about the idea. About the idea. Okay. You're not just throwing things out there. Yeah, because normally if you're going to give somebody advice as regards a conversation okay. and you're giving advice sort of if it's a dialogue, the person will ask you questions and sometimes will counter some of the things you say. And you now have to reply. But this book gives you the opportunity, sort of. Okay, yes. Yeah, so that's... You know, actually, um, oh, sorry, I'm coming to you, Wally. But um, he, he, the dialogue itself, it gave me a sort of, um, you know, some of the questions you have in your mind before. So yes. the, the protagonist will ask that same question or similar questions that will make you think, okay, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I want to ask this question. Okay, what do you think about this? And all. So the, the dialogue style, the narration style, did it help you in your assimilation? Did you like it? Did you find it boring? Or what was your impression about that? Now, the, the, the thing is that this is not my first time encountering a book with the narration form of, style. Form of narrative because they are having a dialogue. Okay. And somebody like me, I, I like to hear gist. <laughs> so, because I was because once I started once I started from the introduction, I went through. I noticed that okay, this is this is the theme of the book of the book i like okay i'm very curious to know where this discussion is going okay. so it's like yeah 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 silent listener in every conversation in the conversation yeah <laughs> oh so sort of the background observer yeah oh, okay all right yeah but yeah, i find the book fascinating look so i'm gonna ask you also on wally yeah can you give me an overview what do you think about the book mm-hmm. overview of the book in general after reading what do you think the book is about the courage to be happy it's going to be dislike Apple. Uh, Basically, from what I got from the book so far, I don't know if I would have, if I was in position to give the book a title. I'm not sure if I would give the book that title, but I understand why the courage to be disliked is. Though looking at the whole thing, my own overview, of the way I see the book is this: is a situation whereby you have an idea. You have principles, you have things that you, you know, stand by. And somebody is challenging that, no, what you are saying, what you are living by, it's just like everything that you live by, your code of everything, because you hold it so dearly. And somebody is telling that everything that you are saying is, is nonsense, is wrong. And you have to defend it. Now, it, it can fall and can stand depending on how you go about it. Okay. So basically, the whole book basically was about you having, for me, it was about you having, knowing exactly what you know, why you know what you know, your beliefs and why you stand, because the why is very important. Many people believe a lot of things, but they, they, they don't know why they believe it. They can't prove. Okay, their belief. Their belief. Oh, okay. So what about you, King Kamka? What, what's your overview of the book? Oh, sorry, before you go on. Okay, we're going to come back to you as regards to say why, um, the reason why you said um, you wouldn't like giving it a title. Mm. So, but still, answer. Okay. Um, the book, I, I would, I think my my micro name for the book mm-hmm. would be um, The Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I want to know why The Crusher. <laughs> so, if you have inferiority complex. Okay. If you imbibe this book, if you assimilate it, it yeah. will crush your infer- um, inferiority complex. Okay. Okay. So that's why I call it a crusher. All right. All uh, right. So, so that's basically 
if I see somebody who I everybody needs the book, everybody yes. needs to read it. But there are some people who need it way more. Oh, okay. Based on conversation, because I do counseling a lot. Okay. So based on what the person says and what the person is experiencing, I said this person's problem is inferiority complex. I'll give him this book to crush <laughs> the inferiority com- first. Exactly. Oh, okay. Know, the self-esteem issue. So. All right. So. Yeah, going back to you, you said you wouldn't have given the name um, correctly. Yeah. Like, what name would you have given it, and why would you have changed the name? Based on what I got from the book, what I would have titled it may not be a catchy title, but like "Fear of Oneself." Hmm. Do you reason with that? To a large extent, yes. Okay, so why the fear of oneself? It, it follows the theme of the book, basically. If you have if you have gone through the book to a certain extent, you understand, and you have listened to their dialogue between the. the Protagonist, protagonist the actor and, and, and booze. The actor and mm-hmm. You find out that, you know, it was about the, the, the protagonist on his own was cool. It was fine. But somebody was coming to he, he, he initially gave the impression of okay, I'm challenging your views and everything, but if you go down further, it was not about just challenging you. There were some unresolved issues that the booze or the antagonist had had not resolved so he, he so some he is now in a position whereby he's having an encounter with somebody who is bringing out things within himself that he was not well, even aware okay so i was a fear of oneself yeah hmm. well actually when you mentioned it now i begin to raise because actually when i was reading it and was listening to the book i was like where does the courage to be disliked comes in in this particular book mm. and i couldn't see that part well i know that okay you need to be someone needs to be comfortable in their skin or something Anyways, so let's move on. So, um, I there were a lot of quotes in the book, yeah, a lot of interesting quotes and um, notions. So, I'd like to ask you, um, King Kemka, what do you think or what's your favorite quote in none of the book? Uh, there are a lot, yeah. So, was it which one is your favorite? Hmm. Well, this is the, my favorite is the theme of the book, okay, which is which is. All, pers- all problems are interpersonal problems. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> because that's my, that's my um, favorite quote as well. What about you, Wally? Funny enough, I, di- I didn't really pick out one quote. Okay, this is my quote. favorite quote. Okay. I just, I was more interested in the overall message okay. of the book. So I, I can't really say, okay, this is my favorite quote. But I just got the idea, okay, this is what this book is about. And, and I learned a lot. That's... That. Okay, you know, I was looking at um, no, that that um, and quotes. All problems are interpersonal problems, mm. and immediately he mentioned it. I, it resonated with me because I now look at it in you can't have problem with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you need to you need to have someone to quarrel with. Mm-hmm. You need to even as a country, you have another nation that is beefing you. You need to mm. beef them back, and so that is how wars are started. That is how mm. um, espionage. Uh, it's been done or something so it all probably as in and i'm beginning to reason in that particular way so that means if people does not exist and it's not possible man is a social being we can't exist alone mm-hmm. sure we need to exist with people so how do we solve this problem of interpers- interpersonal problems which um we're going to delve into into when we talk about tax mm-hmm. yeah but before we go into tax um i want to ask another you since we have a phobic quotes and stuff is there a notion or phrase or in the old book that you do not agree with, Wale? Something that was mentioned in the book that you felt that, no, this is not right. The, the challenge is that if I had not read the book, mm. 
then we're having a different conversation because remember it's a conversation between two people yes people with differing views mm-hmm. so me having to in quote disagree because any disagreement that would have come up in the book was already addressed <laughs> <laughs> you understand so i have no reason to either agree or disagree my point is that my, what, what i could get from the book is that okay i i get what this person is saying i understand why he's saying what he's saying now this other person is addressing this thing also so basically in my own opinion there was no if it was just like if for example and the way most books are written for just a monologue, monologue just okay. one way this traffic i can say okay what this author said i wasn't cool with it but there was a balancing effect in the book so it it, it helped in a way to an extent for me it helped negate because if i had question if i reach the particular he has already answered like, oh, okay, okay this is what he meant and there was some time that I even took my time. After I, I now go back, maybe I didn't understand what. Oh, now I get yes. what he's saying. So, so I get both sides of the this is so of the conversation. I didn't really have any reason to agree or disagree, but I get what they are saying. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, what about you, Kemka? Okay, I don't have anyone that I can say that I disagree with. Okay. But based on the based on what I've understood from the book and based on the conversational style. I have learned to hold an idea to test it, okay. to observe it, to see if it's true. To see if it is true. Yeah. To see if it holds water in real life. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So I don't dismiss it. So there's, there are certain parts of the book that I have not fully accepted. Okay. Which can you please? So I, that's the thing. Um, I can't point one right now, but I holistically. I'm trying to observe. Okay, one one that stands out. Okay. Not like I disagree. Okay, but I've not fully understood it yet. I've understood it. I'm trying to see how it works. Yeah. Okay. Which how is, you can really apply it to real life. Okay. Yeah. Which is which is do not um, praise. Oh, the compliments part. Yes. Do not compliment. Do not compliment. Yeah. Do not praise. Do not rebuke. Only encourage. Yes. So, I'm thinking. Okay, how, how do I train work? children? And without without praising them or rebu- how would they know they've done a good job? Uh, yeah, you know, he defined. Okay, let me read something to you. You know, uh, talking about that part, the compliment part. You know, the, the, he mentioned that the act of giving um, compliments mm-hmm. is as a result of you not um, you praising the person for the for the person mm-hmm. for doing something they could you thought they could not do or something. Yeah, yeah. So say, but rather the person should be they build up a self confidence and know that okay, get the satisfaction that I have done a good job. The person should be able to know inward that I have done a good job. Just like you run a race, you ran um, um, Usain Bolt. He had beaten the world record. He doesn't need somebody else to come and tell him that, oh, you've done a good job. Already, he knows that he's beat, he knows the record, he beat it. So he doesn't want to boost his ego or something. But you know, generally, human beings, we need the ego boost mm-hmm. to help our um, inferiority complex. So I understand, I understand the book okay. clearly. As I said, I do not disagree. Um, in total, I, I do not disagree totally. Okay. I only said that I'm trying to see, see how applicable. It yes, is. how applicable it is because I have not had to raise a child from zero. You get my point. Yes, I get your point. So, how do I train my child not to praise that child, not to condemn that child, only encourage that child and thank the child for you know? How would the child know what is right, right. and wrong? Right. So, this is me not dismissing that okay, part that of that point, book. Yeah. Well, how to apply it is yeah, the issue. So it's something that is has been on my mind mm-hmm. and it will continue to be on my mind until I develop it to 
this is why after reading books you see that you can go and write your own book on the same topic title, yeah. but you've gone to expand okay you've now solved this question i asked a lot of people have that que- i have that question okay then when i expand this thing over years with practice with increase in knowledge, in knowledge. i might read seven more books so now see oh, oh this is how i can now fully okay apply this apply this that is the point okay but so that's it um wally yeah how do you think um this can be applied what can be applied exactly? the new not rebuking and uh, not complimenting only encourage i know you don't have a child yet but mm-hmm. we are all planning to have children so how do you apply that to children raising children in this day and age of because where the, the internet is the teacher because at the end of the day you have to understand that it's not only applicable to children you might have if you own an organization okay yes your staff members work under you and they want to know okay am i doing well am i not doing well am i heading the right direction there's always this thing that we always tell ourselves that ah, you need to there's a there's a phrase is it a phrase or a, a quote that i read not too long ago it's a, a boss that is not listening very often after a while he'll be surrounded by people who have nothing to say mm-hmm. i don't know if you had those been those meetings that are, so what do you have to say everybody <laughs> just looking at nothing 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 it's, it's all good it's all good because <laughs> it's, it's an element over time that maybe they have been speaking because once people come initially there's always that eagerness to express they express themselves now one yeah. there's always a blocking and blocking you know go this way go this way after a while you will notice that they have nothing to say even though you are eager to hear at that time but now how do you apply this uh, um, praise rebuke and encouragement now if somebody is doing well now most of most most I'm, I'm going to use in the work environment because i don't have children but i work with people yeah now in a work setting most people they don't know if you work with people you can tell to an essay if you have been with somebody you can tell what somebody can do and what somebody cannot okay. do in that environment okay now everybody has their different capacities now, based on this inferiority, come some people think okay, they are less than that. They cannot do. They cannot do. This. Now, after a while, you encourage them to do more. No, you can do this. And when they say, ah, I was able to do this. For example, now I had a friend. Okay, let me use a real life example of what actually happened to me. I think that will, now to an extent I can swim. Now I had a friend. Ah, she doesn't know how to swim. Blah blah blah. Oh, just be inside water. But wait, sorry. Uh, you say you can you, to understand you can swim. Hope is not that one that uh, you, jump, you jump inside no, no, uh, no, no, babbage no, no, no. and run outside. No, this was a swimming pool. Okay. For it, you have to move from point A to point B. <laughs> it will be very apparent that were, were you, you fighting for your life when you actually swim. No, I was actually calm. <laughs> okay. Do you understand? So the, the the friend of mine, she was like, ah, she cannot swim. How is that? Once you just enter, you just be in one corner and tapping <laughs> water. So because I knew to a certain extent because. I believe when going to about swimming, swimming a, a water body is not a natural habitat for a human being. We live on land. Okay. So for you to be in water and be comfortable in that environment, you must have learned certain things to be comfortable there. Now, I had learned to a certain extent, so I was more comfortable in that environment. Now, she was in a position whereby she had to learn to be comfortable. Now, at that point in time, I cannot encourage or rebuke because the only way I can do, I can only encourage her to do more so that she can see get more comfortable, get more comfortable, and see how far she can push. Now, within a few hours in the swimming pool, she was she, before she could not move, but she was able to move from point A to point B. She was able to hold her breath longer and all those kind of things. Now, because she has seen that ah, 
she's not able to do this thing now. I did not need to praise her. Say, oh, yeah, I go swimmer. Because even she, she knew that there was still more to learn. Okay. Now, there's that tendency to want to praise. and But because you have to understand praise in the terms of encouragement. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You can say, ah, oh, you did very well. Ah, you can do better. Now, it's, a, it's double. We just say, ah, yeah, praise is like you are gassing the person up. Oh, you are wonderful. You are glorious. Yeah. But when you are saying that, ah, you did very well. I saw what you did. And this is a great improvement. From, what's from what you are doing. Ah, you can do better. Now, the person has seen improvement. Their ego has been boosted. And they know that ah, if I can do this, I can also do better than this. So that's the application. Okay. So I think maybe what, what I think I get from that, maybe. You know, there's a saying that um, children, they learn by what you do, not by what you say or yeah, what yeah. you tell them. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the ways for them, for like, yeah, like your own um, scenario you're trying to apply, saying that um, how do you apply this to your children or something, that means that you need to demonstrate by example. Yeah. Yeah. You, because you're asking how would they know what is the standard, what is right, what is this standard. Yeah. So that means they are looking at you to know that should be the standard, looking at what you're doing to get a library. But as you said, we're seeing all need to expand our knowledge on the application of that particular yeah. book yes, yes. and read more and know what. So um, I'll be reading some of the things I wrote down, I jotted down from the book. So here are some of the principles discussed in the book. Number one, say our life is decided here and now. Say far too often we allow the past experiences and indoctrination to um, to rule our current decisions. Say most fears and limited beliefs are set up uh, are set during childhood. So deep down inside, the little child's voice still clings onto the direction of those who have terrible experiences in the past. As with those who have experience of um, unsavory moments that can sometimes shake our confidence and question whether we are really worthy. The book stresses that life should not be that hard because if past experiences determine everything, then anyone living today would no longer be able to take effective steps forward. Do you agree with that statement? You know, um, you know, one of the one of the things that um, the book talked about that the past does not really matter. Uh-huh. Did you have difficulty accepting that? You know, this is why the book was a dialogue. <laughs> a lot of things that were said yeah. at the first time they say yeah. it, you will disagree. <laughs> yeah. Until the guy now explains what yeah. he's saying, mm-hmm. you know, and so. And the first time I heard it, yes, I disagreed. How can you say the past does not matter? Because mm-hmm. so in a lot of in a lot of ways, I would I would say it doesn't matter except you commit a crime. <laughs> <laughs> so if you commit a crime in the past, yeah, they will jail you for it and you will spend your future. You now become, now become a So convict. that means so, so does that mean that can we say now that karma is not real if the past doesn't matter? So the consequences and so now this is the context of the book. When you look at your past, when it doesn't have to do with somebody retaliating, mm. but when it when it has to do with you considering your future um, adventures, okay, based on what has happened in the past, do not set your standards or limit yourself because of the past. You know, so if you are going to do something in the if you're going to do something in the future. In the present and for the future, okay. Sometimes it's like to start all over again. Like the Bible says that um, every day, new grace, um, new mercies. Okay, they are new. They are new every new morning. Are new, every new every morning. morning. So 
you are trying to forget the past okay. and saying today is a new day, okay. fresh day. How can I make the best of today and not being limited by what has happened in to you in the past? Because if you hold them, they're like shackles. Okay. I can't before I couldn't do this. I couldn't do this. I've I've seen people who when they traveled outside the country, they did better academically. But when they were in Nigeria, they they struggled. Mm. If they still carry the mindset of the past to say I was not good academically, okay. and they they said there's no need to go to school anymore because, because I've been coming out with bad grades, they wouldn't have seen their new future. Okay. But they went to a new school, new environment, new educational system. And there was an improvement. Yeah. So the point now with your past doesn't matter. Is no matter what you have studied, no matter what your grades were, it didn't stop you from trying to do better. In the okay. future to say but if you if the past so much mattered and you said to yourself that i will i am not good academically let me cut school out of my okay. equation so you won't even bother going to another school in the future either for masters or a fresh course fresh course entirely you know so that's that's how i see okay it. so what about you Wale? now in that you know the, for everything there is there are multiple ways of looking at it because there are some there's, there, there are some people that will argue that okay if you say the past doesn't matter what are people who have gone through different abuses in the past maybe domestic abuse okay. you understand things that traumatize them at a very young age do you get what i'm saying yeah are you telling me that because some of those things inform the way some people behave now because what they believe that the reason why they are the way they are is because of those things yeah. that they have experienced at that early age now remember we're speaking based on the context of this dialogue in the book now yes those because some people may find it easier to move on from their past than others depending on the effect of those things now because there were so many things when i read the book i was like there were so many things that came to like okay i think which we will also talk on later on but drawing from his own uh, example, example now somebody who has gone through that kind of experience and they are asking how do i move for but the truth of the matter is that because as we are saying it now, it's very it sounds simple <laughs> because there's there are a lot of emotions tied to the especially if it's a very key, key or defining uh, moment in your life. There are a lot of emotions attached, and if you look at it very well, and I had and I thought about it, if two people went to a party, somebody can come out of that party miserable, and somebody can come and say, "Man, I had the best time of my life." It's the same party. Only that the, ex- the the interpretation of the experiences that they had, two people can come out from accidents. You say, man, you see the way the car was turning. On that person, oh God, I thank you for saving my life. Now, it looks as if that that one is casual, but, but that is his own interpretation. Sorry. So, the point is that it's not even about the past. It's about how you interpret the past. That is the key, because if you look at okay, I went through this stuff and. This is how because you cannot really move forward if you are still holding on back to the shackles because a lot of things and it has even affected some people even their relationship well, let me give you an example sorry for yeah. cutting you um my mom when i was little i was still in primary school yeah so i was going to school and i was giving money for food i didn't carry food to school that day 
So I decided to buy, I bought snacks. I can't forget, it was sausage roll and this thing. <laughs> and my neighbor saw me buying that. He was going to his own school. Mm. When I got home, he had told my mom that he saw me buying snacks with my money for food. And my mom asked me for sure. I said, yes, I bought snacks. My brother. The way my mother beats me that day, it was as if I didn't steal. And our logic was this. That since I use my money for, so I was supposed to, use to eat to buy snacks. That means, and she knows the volume of food that I eat. That means I might not be satisfied. Meaning that I might be begging my classmates for food. Mm. It will not be as if mm-hmm. that they did not feed me in yeah. the house. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Layers of as <acid>. it. <laughs> so the beating so is stuck in my head even up to now. I don't see. I, I you can hardly see me buying gala, and drink inside Udop. Mm. I don't see them as food. So you can hear me say things like, um, I'm not eating, I only ate um, gala, so I still want to go and eat food. It's because of that beating. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the past experience, yeah. but it's still affecting me today mm-hmm. in a way. So let me say something now that I understood from reading. This is the third time I'm reading this book. Okay. So and each time, just like the Bible, each time you read it, you say new light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of that is based on your new experiences and some of the things you didn't hear before, you hear it again. So a new perception has mm-hmm. come. And the way I see this book is like an unlocker. Okay. Unlocking the gates and allowing you to walk through it. But of course, you are the one that will determine if you want to walk through it or not. But the gate has now been unlocked. So I'll give an example. When somebody says, you can be all that you want to be, the sky is bright. The sky is the limit or the status. You know, place. if you say that to a young person, you are giving the person the permission to dream. Okay. When you say that to everybody, it doesn't mean everybody would be great. But for, for some people who look at their surroundings to say, my father is not rich, we're poor, I hawk on the streets, mm. and all of the excuses, I couldn't even go to school. But you are telling this person that you can still dream it. Whatever you dream, you can achieve. If the person believes that enough and pursues it, that person has been given the permission to be great. Okay. If you hold on to that stuff and run with it. Yeah. Now, when they say the past doesn't matter, for many people, in fact, for everybody, it matters. Mm-hmm. But this is now, them, they are giving you the key to say, as much as your past has affected you to this point, okay. do know that you can drop your past and forge a new path for yourself so are you giving permission now? not to start eating snacks anyhow <laughs> I, I don't know if i can interject them yeah you can't start, can start eating snacks now <laughs> the point is you have a choice because yes as important as the part as the past is at the end of the day you still have to live your life you still have to forge ahead into a future or a desired future that you want for your life now you can choose because that's the key point in everything that we have been talking about this book. You have a choice. Okay. So you can choose to decide, okay, you know what, because I had a messed up past and everything, there's not much I can do. But you know, it's very funny. By the time you now meet somebody who has gone through that same experience with you, and the person is doing, because remember, it is interrelational. Yes. So by the time you now meet somebody, ah, okay, you went through this and you, 
you have gone far. Now you are not seeing possibility that you did not see because you were dwelling in the past. The past. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why sometimes when people are go- in business, they'll tell you get mentors. Not be- not for the sake, you know, not for the sake of something. Ah, yes, I have a business mentor. No, the mentor ha- most likely has gone through those experiences, and he has gone because. Whatever you are going through now, somebody most like the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, yeah. So there's no experience you are having that you cannot say that there's somebody somewhere in this world that has not had it. So so when you are dwelling in that thing, you know me say, oh, what are you gonna do? You not find that you know that's good that you see take care of all is well with them. When you <laughs> not tell that ah, you say you have a problem. Me, this is my problem. You know, say, ah, you now start thanking God that ah, it's true. I don't have a problem like that. <laughs> now all of a sudden. Those limiting beliefs now, it's like they are, they were heavy before all of a sudden their their relevance starts to dissipate because what we are not saying ah it's true new information came new in. new information and there are possibilities so most of the time is because those parts that we're holding on to is because what there is nobody that we are because if you don't meet somebody that will tell you that this thing is possible and he has proven. In his life, that is possible. You would think that that is your limit. Yeah, quickly, quickly, I'll add two things. Yeah. Um, just like you said, somebody may say, because I've lost my mom and my dad, mm. I can't go far. And you meet somebody else and say, I lost the whole family. Yes, I lost everybody. <laughs> and look at how much I'm making today. <laughs> so you be like, oh, so this no, thing I, is not limiting me. Because yeah. if you look back at yourself, you say, I'm 35, I'm 40. The reason why I've not gone so far in my life is because I lost my mom and my dad when I was younger. And you see somebody else who made success at 25 or earlier, mm-hmm. and that one did, uh, was an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what will you make of that? You know, it gives you that permission. Oh, so that means I'm the one holding myself for the while. Yeah. How, now, the second thing I'll add is this the elephant and the rope. Where yeah. the elephant is tied around a tree, mm-hmm. a short a short leaf, say three meters. And all through so many years, he knew that he couldn't break out of that chain that three meter chain mm-hmm. when the elephant now grew older and was put around a tree and the, the chain was le- lifted or removed but the elephant didn't bother to move out of so that three meter perimeter because it felt like that thing is still limiting me so that's the th- that's the freedom okay, yeah the mental says, shackle yeah the, yeah mental shackle the, you have the um the freedom and liberty now to move beyond this three meter so no no more limitations but if you now hold on to the past i i remember when i was trying to struggle hard one night i said i must break this thing but this chain didn't allow, allow me. me but you didn't know that now you can move beyond it so that's okay. it so but my own example i gave you guys now it's not as if if i want to buy snacks they will beat me hmm. but it's just like the the beating did a resetting in my brain uh we are telling you now that you have the permission <laughs> to <have> that gala. <laughs> buy it eat <laughs> there's nothing holding you back right now he says something he says something but i like to add this and it's one of the things i've been making research on okay. meaning meaning is what gives our lives color or form mm. so the meaning of that beating the meaning of gala gala now means that it is yeah not yeah, in my head, yes. If only you change the meaning that there are some people who do not eat the whole day when they go out for a job and they take just gala and drink and they run with it for them, they've eaten that day. So, them for them, gala means food. Yeah, but me, even if I eat the gala, 
like after too much hunger, even if I eat the agala, I will still feel like I'm not eating. So I'll be looking for a yeah, restaurant. Yeah, no, it's true, but that's the meaning you have. But you can have to you have to retrain your mind, <laughs> and it, because this is not a life threatening issue, but, yeah, you may say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But when it's a life threatening issue, you now have to really. When I mean life threatening, doesn't mean immediate life and death. Yeah, but something that's can dim your future exactly your future how far you can go in life gala will not limit your (laughs) your your rise you know another thing again now see we are in the context of food (laughs) if somebody's consumption rate can be different from another awesome do you get what i'm saying now if you have been trained from an early age that no this is you must eat this is food now there are children that they wake up with the money okay i take conflicts and they are good now in some home they say no you must eat bread egg this one that team must so that you in quote have a balanced diet <laughs> do you understand <laughs> so by so when you grow up with that mentality, mentality it's very hard because that is how you have been trained hmm. do you get what i'm saying that's so the it, meaning meaning so that, do you get what I'm saying? So if you don't eat that thing the, the way it is mm. that you are used to no matter what they give you you cannot get that satisfaction Actually. why because what the, what it means to you is that I have not gotten the, the right amount it's of food the measurement true and when we, when we were younger if they give you three slices of bread it's like suffering it's like <laughs> punishment I, I, what's, what's but this? now that I have been trying to watch my weight I've been trying my best <laughs> yeah <laughs> and three slices is like okay this yeah, is, this is I'm good I'm good but is it that's the meaning, sir? All right. Okay. So, um, some of the practice tips from the book for a better mindset. Number one said, honestly reflect and discard any teachings or belief that do not bring true happiness. Number two said, disengage from those who make you feel obligated or duty bound, irrespective of familiar or societal bonds, to act in a certain way. Mm. You know, because society has um, a a picture of you that they want you to fulfill yeah and um said assign new meanings like you're just saying yes assign new meanings to any previous experiences as a springboard of learning all right so um let's move on let me i'll ask you some other questions then we go on all right so i think you're willing to establish but I, let me still ask this is the book relatable to you oh absolutely absolutely so the thing is I've I've had this experience with many books. There are certain things that you believe, you've observed through experience, but you've not been able to put them in words and you've not been able to outline and itemize the knowledge. Then a book comes and goes, you only knew maybe 20% of that knowledge or that idea or 30%, even if it's 60. But you now get to read a book that now itemizes your knowledge for you. And goes beyond what you were thinking you know gives more light oh i didn't even think of this so it's very relatable to me you know i've always had this notion but i didn't think it this deep and wide yeah i think i would share that um much later the notion that i always had with the book all right so what about you is the book relatable to you very relatable it was not you know if you read the early chapters and when we were talking about anger is being manufactured yes you understand and he gave the, the the philosopher gave a story about a mother who was scolding her child out of anger so, and she was raising her voice and everything now immediately she she received a call because we we have this separate that once we are angry we cannot control it it's our emotion all those kind of things and i i remember the situation whereby i had a similar um, issue with somebody okay and 
out of annoyance, I would just so the person was trying to talk to me. I was saying, no, why? Because what I was upset with the person. Okay. Do you get? So and I realized that come on, this is true. Because I did not need to go that far. But because I wanted to achieve a goal mm-hmm. through the shouting to prove I was angry. <laughs> now the thing is that I had legitimate reason, reason to be upset. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? If if you if you end up with you two, you will be vexed. But I would have handled it differently. But because I wanted to let the person know that I'm very upset, you must listen to me, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So when the person was trying to say, I said, no, no. So I was not using being upset as as yeah. excuse to shout. Mm, sure, sure. So when I saw that example, he spoke directly <laughs> to me. <laughs> I was like, brother Wale, calm down. So when I read that, I so I just the next day I had to call the person. I'm very sorry for talking to you like that. Wait, was it a, a, a the, ex, the the shouting and stuff? Was, did it happen like days before you read the book? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it's like it's like the information came at a came at time a time. Like, oh, now I understand why I was <laughs> giving this win. Now. You have to understand that he is speaking based on a philosophy from Alda. Yeah. Of course, he has Socrates and the other people, but that's a viewpoint that I have not considered before. before. You know, we always be, we've always been used to Socrates and Plato and all those things. Because that was the first time I was... The and... That was the first time I was hearing of Alda. Yeah. Yeah, same here. But every other person ahead of you. So when I, and I said, okay, this is the viewpoint. Okay, this is what. Oh, now I understand why I was doing. So, so anytime, I, anytime I now get, I was getting up. I was not, I, I was not conscious. Like, like okay, you give yourself a break. Yeah, yeah. Let me cut you. For for me, for years, I have been a person who has been studying human beings for god knows how long i've been very self-conscious okay I'm a very self-conscious person i'm conscious about myself i'm conscious about other people how they react mm. so when something is happening i am not just in that moment i'm i'm I, I, it's as if i'm observing both of us yes yeah, yeah i do that too uh-huh, so I, and I, i'm thinking of what to learn so i've this mass this anger thing i i remember when i used to be really angry but until I now realized this thing is dangerous and I started slowing down mm. until I got to the point where somebody can do something to me I would not I'll be angry inside my heart but I won't be visibly angry but then I'll now think you know all my senses are intact yeah. I'll say is this person a wise person does this person listen okay if I don't raise my voice would, person would this person understand if I have a conversation with this person Will you understand? You know, will this person understand this yeah. thing? You know, I, I, I then I'm not. Oh, this person is not very reasonable. The only thing the, this person understands is shout. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> I will shout. shout. <laughs> and I do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, that's that, 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 that's very <laughs> reasonable. All right, so um, let me move on. Let me read another thing I, I noted down. He said, um, another principle from the book. He said, be aware of the power of interpersonal relationships. Say, and with this clear principle, many emotions we feel, for example, anger and disgust, is down to our choosing. Just what we're discussing. It's down to our choosing. We can choose to be angry. We can choose to feel disgust. We can choose to be... Yeah. So it's all about choice, really. See, emotions are a, a tool on how we really want to interact with somebody. All right? And we've given an example of, um, like you gave, like you're angry with somebody. I know one very simple example of um, when the 
the the philosopher and the student were talking mm. and he said no i was very angry well he's giving an example of while he was in the in restaurant and the spilled the, the spill thing on the on the clothes and the philosopher asked him say will you be that are you that angry that i can take a knife and stab the person and he still was like ah, ah no no so, so, so that means the anger did not take away you are saying yourself because you <laughs> yes, knew yes. that if you had stabbed the person mm-hmm. you have committed an offense which is liable that you go to jail for life or be killed as well so meaning that we have a choice even in the so-called anger even, even beyond the choice if, even if, you, if you follow that story that particular example mm-hmm. the reason why if you notice he was raising his voice now he could choose to keep quiet Yes, but he wanted to achieve something through that shouting. Mm-hmm. Now, he was not angry enough to stab the person, but was angry just enough to shout so that you can get. And it's a matter of I want to. You must. You must listen to what I'm saying. Yes. So he was like establishing dominance in that kind of situation. So it still boils down to choice again. Okay. All right. So um. There's an action point he asked us to take. Um, he said, we need to take ownership of our emotions, whether positive or negative, and take full responsibility. So, like, we're like, the good starting point here is taking responsibility, but how? He said, number one, discuss, discard phrases like, I can't control my temper, or I could not help myself. He said, these are disempowering phrases that imply emotions are controlling you. Rather, he said, admit I was angry and I meant the words that I said because I truly believe in it. This way, at least you are taking first steps in mastering your emotions. Said so you manage and control them for future what? Challenges. Alright. Um, okay, let me read on. He said, this principle can be applied in managing inferiority complex or the need to brag. Say, so remember, your interpersonal skills will sometimes seek out validation. However, validation is pointless because ultimately, you are the only one worried about your appearance. This statement rings a bell in my head. Say, so you are the only one that remember that 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 um that is worried about your appearance. And I'm looking like you know we say this phrase like uh, dress the way you want to be addressed. So how does how does the two relate? So when when so this is about control. Okay. Control about um, what you want to achieve. And that's what we're talking about. Emotions and how they control us or how we control the emotions. So you're dressing now, for example. If you're worried about how you look, your dressing is now controlling your emotion and your reaction to it. But now you can be in control of what you want to achieve with your dressing. Okay. With your dressing, I want to look professional. I want people to respect me. With your dressing, you can say... Today, I want to be casual. With your dressing, you can say today, I don't give um, two cents with what somebody thinks about what I wear. Okay. And in fact, and indeed, you do not care about what people think about that dressing. You know, it, you have more control over whatever it is, your impression with your dressing. That's my point. <laughs> you know, um, I while I was preparing to come for this uh, this podcast today, I actually asked you, I've been thinking since yesterday, what will I wear? Or what what, what does one wear to a podcast? <laughs> Where how does one dress? I'm like, okay, in my head I've been thinking, oh, okay, uh, I've seen Americans, they just dress anyhow, they can even wear a polo or something, and they're good to go. It's a podcast, it doesn't have to be video. Okay, what do you, well, like, okay, I want to have a video view of it as well. So, how do I want to dress? Okay, and like, while I was praying, I felt like, okay, they can't smell the perfume through the camera or something. <laughs> so, it's all in the head, and, um, and like you said, what do you want to project? 
So in my head, I was also thinking, okay, why do I, how do I want people to see the podcast? How do I want this to be? So generally, we need, just need to be able to manage our emotions and be in control of uh, mm. the emotions. So um, there's this other statement said, des- said deny the desire for recognition. What before, do you think? Before we go into the next point, uh, I wanted to ask something to be dressed. Okay, okay. Listen. Now, the thing about dressing is that, you know, you can be in your house alone. Nobody's there, just you. you. Can decide, you know, I don't want to wear any dress. It's only me in the house. You walk up and down your house. Remember, everything is what interrelational. That means anything you are doing is defined by how you interact with people. Now, all of a sudden, you have a guest in your house. Now, you can't just be walking up and down with everything exposed. <laughs> now, you have to add clothing. Though you are seeing your house, but at least you have enough covering based on who visits. Uh-huh. Because who visits determine what you even wear. Yeah. Now, by the time it's okay, I want to go and buy something outside. Now, it's a different layer. Now, okay, now I need to go for this event. Boom. Another layer. There was a time where I, in Africa, where people didn't wear clothes and it was not an issue. <laughs> What we wear, most of the traditions and cultures that we have adopted is it was trained, or should I say, it was we adopted from people. They told you this is not how you hold the fork, this is how you this is how you put cutlery. It's, it's, it's what people told you say is table manners. What we call table manners is what somebody taught you. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? But the point is that at the end of the day, we are in a world whereby those things are important so you will only do based on what you believe is societally acceptable and context yeah, but in the context of this book mm. that means you are not free it's not it's not, it's not a issue of freedom if you want to if you want to be free Wait, explain what do you mean by that do you remember the definition from the book the definition of freedom from the book all right so he was talking about when he talked about freedom he made mention of what he was trying to um the, the full definition I, I will not be able to tell you but the interpretation i got from it is this mm-hmm. that you being free means that to a level of degree you are selfish okay. and selfishness does not really mean that mean a bad thing in that light meaning that you being free is like you don't give a hoot about the world but at the same time you're not doing something to harm the world but you are comfortable in your own skin, mm. in your own right, in your own mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Without you not uh, making an assumption of, okay, what would this person think if I do like this? What would this person think if I do like this? What would this person... So, what you just explained now, that means you're not free. No, what, what I... What, it's not about freedom at that point in time. It's about choice. Because at the end of the day, if you are going to an event, they call, they call it a black tie event. What is a black tie event? It means that there's a cloth or there's, a, there's, a, there's an attire that is appropriate for that event. Now, if you want freedom to do as you please, <laughs> it's your choice. But at the same time, choice comes with repercussions. That's another thing we also need to put it. Yes, we have the choice to do what we want. We have the freedom. But anytime you decide to take a line of action, there are, you should understand that what there are repercussions and there are consequences that come with it. Do you okay. get what I'm saying? So if you go and wear a short knicker and a t-shirt and you're going for a black tie event, 
the tendency that you gain access to that place is very slim. Unless you are the one that, unless you are well known and you are the one that is running everything there. <laughs> if you are Elon Musk, anyways. Okay, so here, here's what I'll say about that. Um, the freedom you talk about. Yeah. The book didn't say that because it's courage to be disliked, then endeavor Just. to be disliked. <laughs> 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 so the book says that when you need to get something done, do it. But the, when you are making your considerations, mm-hmm. do not. Do it. Do not do it in a way that you are taking permission from everybody mm-hmm. before you do it the way you want to do it. But then you should also understand what is acceptable in that space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you are not trying to say because I have the courage to be disliked, everybody should dislike me. <laughs> or you are trying also. But then again, the most one of the cogent points, the other side of this mm-hmm. um, of this notion. notion is that do not desire recognition. So, if you're going to dress, you're not dressing to look for recognition. Yeah. And you're not also dressing to be disliked. You're just enjoying the occasion you are going for or the moment. Okay. And so, you're not fixated on trying to annoy people. You know, sometimes people, rebels, <laughs> you know, they dress, <laughs> let me be rebellious here to prove a point. Yeah. Or they say, let me dress in this way to get all the attention at this wedding. No, but you're yeah. not even going to yeah. enjoy the union of somebody, two people. So yeah, there are people that are like that too. You must, they must collect attention. All right, so okay, on the desire, deny the desire for recognition. He said, no, recognition is built up as a panacea of achievement through medals, compliments, and awards. So while it may seem nice to receive, it reads the mindset of, of a quiet achiever. So once you embrace this approach, you will find the need to satisfy expectations of others suddenly unimportant. You, rea- you suddenly realize the need for competition or comparison is no longer relevant and that you don't carry out activities or duties for reward because the actual reward is in the learning process and self-fulfillment. Say so carrying out activities with this with the expectation of receiving something in return can actually lead to insincerity, outbreak and disappointments. So, so ultimately, the root of liberation as a strongly linked to this lack of desire for recognition. Say so this does not mean that one should just rest on one's laurels and just go with the flow. Say so if one seeks improvement, then seek fulfillment from that journey of growth. Say so while reflecting on how far you've come from time to time, ultimately it is the inner reward of the pride and joy from within that will far outweigh the external accolades and praise. So um, one of the things that I said that um, expanded on the book expanded for me was I never understood why I never liked competition until I read this book. Okay. My 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 thoughts about competition, anything that has to do with me competing with other people, I don't like it. The reason being is this. The, when there's, for me, when I, I, I compete, I compete to win. So whatever it takes to bring every other person down, I don't care. I'm kind of ruthless when it comes to that. And I don't like that side of myself. So instead of being ruthless and being uh, being empowered by being disliked, mm-hmm. <laughs> I rather not just partake. So, any times when, even when it comes to job, and I say like, okay, this job, a lot of people are going for this job or something, I rather not apply because I just like there are a lot of people. Apart from the fact that I'll be ruthless by myself or something, I like there are, there are too many persons applying. Why should I apply? Was a need. So, competition itself was has always been um, something I never really liked. And this book made me now be, be more comfortable in my position. That let me enjoy my growth the way it is or the way I desire to grow 
not me by looking at somebody else and saying, okay, I want to grow like this person or at the same pace at this person. No, so therefore I removed um, comparison and competition from my life and it gets better from there. Oh, cool. All right, so let, uh, let's, um, like where we're running off, you know, the last session of the book summarizes this book in three sessions that ensure happy living. Number one, it said self-acceptance of who you are. So this is the first step. This is the first acceptance into inner peace and calm. So number two, it said have confidence in those around you. So this prevents the possible mind shattering about suspicion and jealousy. And number three, said um, always provide sincere service. Said this will also encourage those around you to work together for a better and healthier life. So let me ask you the last, um, the last few questions. The last two questions. What? How has this book? Um, okay, I think we talked about how it has affected our lives generally. So, but what changes have you made or are you making since you read the book? Mm-hmm. A lot of changes. <clears throat> the biggest change is the reduction of the reduction or elimination of pressure. Okay. The pressure that comes with competition and um, comparison. Okay. Of myself. The most popular one is. Okay, no, no, that's that's not right. The one that relates to me right now is about age. Okay. It's, it's popular, but for me, age. At your age, what have you achieved? achieved yes. Your mates mm. have married, your mates have done this. Yeah. It applies to everybody. Even if I have age 12, <laughs> your mates have started doing this. I've started riding bicycle. Uh-huh. You don't know how to ride bicycle. At age 6, your mates know how to read and write. You don't know how to read and write yet. So they use that a lot. So, But to understand that I am my own individual, I am going at my own pace granted i may not go at the pace everybody wants me to go there are some things i am fast at and there are some things i had to you know growing up if you're writing your cv you will say um on your cv i'm a fast learner <laughs> you can work under pressure work under pressure <laughs> but i have said i have believed that lie for so long that i'm a fast learner but i've realized that rather than fast learning i want to always understand Whatever I'm learning, nitty gritty, you know, uh, like a perfectionist. Full understanding. Yes, to full a full understanding. So I've come to accept that part of me now. I don't try to assume. I don't try to assume or claim that I'm a fast learner. So if you meet me, I can boldly tell you that I'm not a fast learner. And I don't. Whether if you now decide I want to dislike me for that, that I have just said to you now. I can only tell you that I'm not a fast learner. Give me time, enough time to, because I want to understand this thing in depth. You know, but that's one of the realities this book has brought for me. You know, instead of trying to impress, por- yeah, in- impress, portray that light that I'm a fast learner. So one, one thing the book has done for me is to accept myself, understanding myself. And I said, but that, I'm just using that as one example. Okay. You know, in so which, other, which other changes and will you be making or have you started making because of the book? Okay, some other changes how I approach my life. I've, I've said it: competition, your age, yeah. your age, um, competition between your friends, um, your age group, where people ex- expectations of where people think you should be now, expectations of yourself. I've I've had issues with mental health in the past, and I understand what pressure can do to a mind. And now I'm living my life one day at, at a time. time, and not trying to compete with anybody or because most of the things we do, we, if you realize it, most of the things we do are from peer pressure. 
We want to be liked. We want to impress. We, we, we want to be accepted. We want to be accepted. But when you live your life like this is me, there's a, there's a quote I like so much: "Be you, the world will adjust." So long as you're not hurting other people, so long as you're not going out of you out of your way to be disliked, you're doing your barest minimum, and you're even doing your greatest effort to be liked. But that is not your origin. Okay. You're not you're not entirely motivated because you want to be liked. You're just doing the best you can. Yeah, be the good you can be for yes. yourself and the best you can. So yeah, so you are doing something and say, okay, is this the best I can do? Can I do better than this? You are comparing yourself with who you were yesterday. You are not comparing yourself with other people around you. So long as I'm better than who I was yesterday, yesterday I'm good. You're good to go. Tomorrow, can I be better than my today? Okay. And that's how you keep moving on life. All right. So what about you, Wale? What changes will you be making as a result of this book? Or what changes are you making already? Uh, I know you made mention of the anger thing. Yeah. Now, to throw more light on the quote anger stuff. I personally, if you, anybody that knows me very well, I am not somebody who in quotes that easily. No, I know you as a diplomatic Wale. Yeah, so for me to get to that point, that means... <laughs> but I don't pass Gary. You have really crossed a big line. So, but because of what, some certain information I got as a result of reading the book, I was, I was like, okay, you know what, this is something I can work on. That, apart from that, okay, obviously that one is obvious, but apart from that, you know, now, to an extent, I am of the Christian faith, and obviously, the way the world is, there are so many versions of this our faith. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And at the same time, there is it's from the same Bible all of us are reading from, yeah. which I feel is a very funny precedent. I mean, how do you get so many versions and so many doctrines from the same and you say it's the same Lord that is speaking to all of you. <laughs> so I got to a point whereby I had to start asking questions. I'm like, the person that said this thing is not confused. Do you get? So at the same time, it's just for me to make, I just had to make up my mind, do you know what? In terms of acquiring of knowledge. Now, there's the way the world or general setup of how the the dumb the extian dumb is being set up now the question is you now just like he said before no matter which knowledge you bring towards me can it be proven okay do you get what i'm so saying have you proven the book to an extent yes but not everything because what this is my first time with the book Okay, so you're still gonna have it. So I will still need more time to go over the book. Go over the book. Like he had read like three times. I have read twice. Do you understand? So like three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I still need to go more in, because the way I learn is I'm so, not in a hurry to learn. Well, just like you're not a fast learner. No, no, no. It's not that I cannot learn some things fast. So if I want to employ you, you're a fast learner. You're no, no. Can't work under pressure. See, it's not. It's not the thing that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know why they have to be working on that pressure. <laughs> in Nigeria, everything is under pressure. They don't work on that. It's we that are working on that pressure. Now, the thing is that the way I learn personally, I learn when, when I'm hands-on. Okay. If you are, if something that I can put my hand and do, within a short time, I can get it. But when you are just... Give me theory. Give me theory and just talking, talking. It will take me more time to assimilate, unless it's something that is obviously straightforward. Okay. 
that's who but I I feel um, the book is um is applicable the examples given and stuff the real life scenario painted it is very applicable and for me uh, what what already like I said he expanded on my own mindset on competition already the anger thing also like you said I can do the thing whereby I'm talking to somebody and I'm absent I brought myself out of the body to to observe yeah so also the anger thing I know that yes we shout to make our points um, noted or something but I'm beginning to from the book I know that okay I don't really need to do that if like you said like if can this person is this person reasonable it does this person wise can this person if I tell the person explain to the person why I'm angry will the person understand that's like when I was saying I think we have one discussion in the past thing you talk about like, communication is key in relationship mm-hmm. yeah and you were expanding on why communication is not just the key it's one of the keys that can be used and everything so I believe that I, I, I use this example I was talking to someone I told her I said you can you can um you can kill my sibling but if you can explain to me why you did what you did mm-hmm. in a way that i will understand and i i can tell you that the way i am i can actually understand you if you can explain to me why you killed the person you killed, my, my sibling my friend or something i can actually understand you because i believe in communication good communication mm-hmm. if you can communicate it to me it's not that i, I will not send assassin to you to come and kill you too but i will understand but you also won't understand why i'm killing you also because you killed my beloved but basically i can what i'm trying to say is just that i will be able to listen to you understand your point of view not just i just want justice just no why because i believe that there's something that is pushing everybody to act the way they do mm-hmm. there's always a reason behind whatever it is that we do whether we know yeah. it or we don't know we're it. always conscious about the why yeah so um lastly um live asking is it i know the answer but i just i still want to ask will you be recommending this book to people <laughs> <laughs> so of course as you just said <laughs> and absolutely it's one of the first books i recommend to people because this is sort of like one of the bibles of your life <laughs> you know to to set you up for the future how it will decide it will help you decide um the choice it will help you f- factor or help you shape the choices you make okay you know the choices you make for the future how you are living your life currently the things that you're not happy about it will relieve you of mental stress mental health issues you know so all of those things combined it it just gives your life more flavor more rich more more depth it makes you think about every of the actions you are taking am i doing this thing to please people am i doing this not to please people am i doing this thing to offend people what what goal am i trying to achieve am i helpful to the society you know so i would recommend this this book to as many people as possible as possible yes that means i can put it in the gift pack and for easter is coming can say this is your gift easter gift so but the only thing i've come to learn or to understand is as the as i think it's a japanese quote that when the student is ready Mm -hmm. the teacher appears (laughs) so so i wouldn't because i can when I, i have so many books i want to recommend to people but I've come to, I've tried that thing before where you're trying to ha- hammer something to somebody. This book is good, this book is bo- good, learn. I've done that for my, with my church. Now my pastor is wonderful. Listen to him, you know. And I've come to, you know, when people are ready, hungry for a certain kind of knowledge or to solve a problem, you give this to them. And so, yes, I want everybody to read, but based on your problems, based on your situations at hand, 
and based on your hunger to learn okay and apply the things that you learn yes everybody should go for this book all right what about you wally just to add to what he said, obviously, it's a good book. It's something that I would love to recommend to people, but only to the people that need it. Now, yeah, but we've established that everybody needs it. No, 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 no. See, that's what's in. You cannot speak what you need. I cannot generalize that all of us need the same thing. I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense. It's very easy to say that we all need it. Okay, but at the end of the day, it's an individual. See, if somebody's you're like putting Eba in front of somebody. Now, we may all need the Eba based on whatever is contained in the food, but at that point in time, the person will determine whether he needs it or not. For example, yeah, okay, we may all be hungry, but not everybody wants to eat. Do you get what I'm saying? Because if you if you just like bringing something prematurely, if somebody is not looking for something. And you give it to them. The fact that it's what you seek that you find. Because let me let me put it in context. If you are if you are looking for a pencil in your house, once you are going around, you are, it's not that you are not seeing other things in the house, but because you're you're laser focused on that pencil, it's easy for you to ignore what is the other things in your house. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. Just like a bread toaster, we, we all we are all taking toasted bread in our house now, but we don't toast bread every time. Mm-hmm. Not because we don't like those bread, but it's not a need at that time. You find out that why you are you can your toaster can be in the house for a long time and you won't even pay attention because you are so used to it being in a particular place. The day you now say okay, I want to toast bread and you know you know like, this thing used to be here. What happened? Somebody has moved it. That was the thing that you you have not used for a long time. You start looking for it up and down. Why? Because what you have not paid attention to them. My point is that. Before you, before I would recommend the book, that, I mean, I've had a certain level of interaction with the person and I can see that, okay, the way this discussion is going, I think this will be Definitely. something that will address this issue. And when I bring the person is more willing to listen at that point in time because he's looking for solution. Oh, okay. It's okay. I think I get your point. Mm-hmm. You agree with him, right? I do. I want to just quickly add this, that somebody who is open to learning, yeah, that who has questions about life, yeah, you know, people, some people are running. When I mean questions, I mean deep questions. Okay. People can simply ask, "Why? Why are things hard for me? Why am I not rich? Why am I not happy?" And that's the end. But some people go deeper and in in, in so many layers to ask more questions and we'll try to understand the situation. Yes, for that kind of person who asks questions, who wants to know, who is hungry for knowledge, this book will blow their mind. Okay. All right. So um, I will leave with this um, closing remark said um, from the book. Say, ultimately, the possession of on logic and knowledge is pointless without the psychology of practice. So if you don't plan to action these points laid out in this book, there won't be any change. Say, one must commit with courage and take action before they see the true seeds of happiness and fulfillment. Life is not a linear path but an array of speckled moments that lead us to our final destination. So plan all you want, but be open to adapt and make adjustments in your life. And by doing so, you will learn from the past and and brace yourself in the present and obtain happiness at this very moment and in the future. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share the link with your contacts so we can grow together and up our game. I remain Bakrin Babalala from The Rouse and with me is uh, King Kemka and I'm Wale Clements. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And thank you very much.